This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. Adam Brown, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm all right. I don't yeah. sound quite a surprise to me as well. Like Dave was quite shocked that he was feeling well, I think. I don't know why. Yeah. You were like, I'm good. I'm very good. Yeah, it's well, you know. <laughs> Great news in the press. All good. All good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like a cartoon character. Um, today, we are talking about caca, um, gents. Dave, are you excited? I'm very excited. This, I think this is the reason why I'm excited. Caca. My favourite player of all time. Really? There you go, bang, said it. Now, I'm not going to say this is a positive or negative, but I think that says a lot about you. (laughs) Okay, could you divulge why? No, I'm just going to leave that there and say, Adam, um, can you read his Wikipedia page so we can learn a little bit about him? Okay, let's find out a bit more about the man himself. Obviously, a retired Brazilian professional footballer. Played predominantly as an attacking midfielder. Uh, his uh, performance as a playmaker in his prime AC Milan is the time that everyone focuses on mainly, I think. Uh, a period marked by his creative passing, goal scoring and dribbles from midfield. He's widely considered as one of the best players of his generation. Big claim, justified, what do you reckon? Um, I actually was thinking the other day, um, away from, I know Dave obviously deep dive on the stats, but I actually think he's very underrated Pez 6 player. Um, a lot of people go for your Rakobas, no, your, your Adriano. I know what he's saying, actually. That AC Milan team was very, very good on the counter-attack. Yeah. 
You'd have Kaká just in the hole. You play three forwards. Yeah, yeah. Balls over the top galore. Yeah, that was the the, the one where you could basically just chip through ball and it worked like an absolute dream. Well, I just sort of mean he looked he looked quite good on it. You are just something else. What a realistic. Well, yeah, face. we're talking PS2 graphics here, gents. Yeah. Let, let's let's tell the facts as they are. <laughs> um, and for those sort of graphics, even looking back in 2021 at them. He did look quite good. Hats off to Konami. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see a little bit more about what he actually did. Uh, success club level and international level as well. And this is an impressive stat, by the way. Uh, one of eight players to have won the World Cup, the Champions League, and the Ballon d'Or. Which you, I, I sometimes don't realise how much he actually did win because I feel like there's so many players around at the same time mm. as him that it, it does go a little bit. I don't know, kind of. Under the carpet a little bit almost. So that's some of the things that he achieved. Also, the Milan team, which you obviously alluded to, Dave, uh, he helped him win the 2007 Champions League final. He was a top goal scorer as well. And then he won the FIFA World Player of the Year, the 2007 Ballon d'Or, the UEFA Club Footballer of the Year, and the World's Best Playmaker Award as well. Then Ooh. we're talking transfers as well. You know, at one point, the money spent on him was the world record transfer fee. Oh, was it? it was a hell of a lot it? of money. It was 67 million euros when he went from Milan to Madrid in 2009. Now, what does that get you now, Ad? Oh, no, sorry, it was the second highest transfer fee at sorry. the time. What does yeah. that get you, though, 67 million euros Half a Gareth Bale? Yeah. Half a Gareth... What, a 31-year-old Gareth Bale? Yeah, half a 31-year-old Gareth Bale, probably. Okay, get you a Ruben Diaz. You pro- yeah, you get your picture with Ruben Diaz for 67 million euros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that was his transfer fee. So, obviously, you know, there was a lot, a lot of money spent on him, ju- and, you know, Rightly so, because around that area, he was unbelievable. International level as well. He made his debut in 2002. Uh, he was in the World Cup squad that year, 2006. He went to the tournament and 2010 as well. And he was also a member of the 2005 and 2009 FIFA Confederations Cup winning squads. And he won the Golden Ball Award in 2009 as the best player in the tournament. So when you look at his achievements, you know... For me, I sometimes think he does go under the radar a little bit. I know, obviously, Dave, you're a huge. I don't understand why. No, I know why. I think the the big reason why is Messi and Ronaldo because yeah, they've yeah. been so dominant. And the last player to win the Ballon d'Or that wasn't Messi and Ronaldo. Fuck go on, hit me. That was the only stat I had, Dave. And you fucking take <laughs> Kaka, yeah, Kaka. Let's talk stats before because I know you bring a lot to the table. But that was the only stat I did have, and you've taken it away from me. And we're only. Four minutes in. Oh, God. Uh, Is that you done then? Are you checking out? Have a good one, fellas. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, bud. yourselves. But no, I think Kaka for me is is a player that glides. There, there's certain players in European football that move the ball in, in such a effortless way. And Kaka, stylistically, a lot of young players that I watch now, when they have that characteristic, you know that it's a good player. Um, and it's that ability just to accelerate. It's, it's almost like... I prefer it to watching than, than watching like a, a slight attacking midfield, like a messy dribble. Like it's a little bit more elegant the way that Kaka moves because he was quite tall. Uh, you know, it's just a bit different. And I can't, that's my stylistically, that's what I like. He was deceptively tall, wasn't he? See what you're both doing. Are you looking at me and thinking, I can see a lot of him in you, Will. That's what you do. <laughs> well, I've seen you carry the ball. It isn't quite as uh, elegant. Does he actually. glide, Dave? Does he glide? He, he's more like Bambi. Um, <laughs> Than a stallion, shall we say? Well, if if you use the word glide for caca, what would you use for me? Stumble. Yeah, well, I, I was going to go. I was going to go with stagger. So it's one of the two. You know, they both work. Um, gents, obviously, he's done a lot in his career, but more recently, he sort of. Um, I'm not going to say come to prominence because that would be very disrespectful to a man that's won a Ballon d'Or, but uh, sort of came to everyone's attention again by playing a five-a-side. I think it was down in Hackney, wasn't it, Dave? Mm, yeah, uh, we've seen the video. Yeah. Um, 
let's throw behind the curtain. We know how these sort of things work, guys. Uh, <laughs> we he didn't do. Just, yeah. He didn't just turn up. Um, obviously, a pre-arranged uh, event for Adidas. But yeah. There's a couple of lads on there demanding the ball, wasn't there? I don't understand it. Like, what are you doing? Greatest player of all time for me. Uh, one of the greatest players of all time. What are you doing? Five aside, let him do what he's doing. Ad, we've not played five aside together. What, no. What's your position? Uh, I'm kind of a sort of defensive midfield nice, kind of nice. enforcer sort of so would you have the, the balls the gravitas to ask I, for I'd probably just gone straight in on the tackle just straight in tackled him yeah probably yeah just I don't care about you know if the reason is being there we've all the paid ball. our fivers exactly mate yeah exactly you know I mean? if I've paid me money to play five side I want to get at least a couple of touches of the ball Ballon d'Or winner or not I, you know pass me pass it me yeah Dave why you've obviously said he's your favourite footballer of the 21st century um, which sort of null and voids this podcast straight away. Um, but yeah. what, why is he? I think one of the things that I've gained as I've got a bit older is, is respect for players that achieve uh, glory at Old Trafford. It's a difficult thing when you're in the Hang moment. On. So Let me get the red agenda check. Eight yeah. minutes in. 16 years old. Semi-final Champions League. Right. This is after AC Milan have consistently just knocked United out of European competition. This is what they've, they've done yeah. over the past like three or four years. And from watching Rui Costa and him oh. carry Milan and Pirlo, Gattuso, Ambrosini, to then oh. see Kaká take to the stage at Old Trafford and just dominate. Yeah, I think that's when you look back on it and you think, wow, I've saw, I, I saw a, a performance of greatness there. Yeah. Unplayable. And, you know, it's one of those things where I look back and one of my favourite players when I was growing up was Gabriel Batistuta. The first goal I saw at Old Trafford he was played, Gabriel Batistuta. He played in the 90s. But just in terms of that, I think it's that, that respect that you... You gain from these players that come to, to to play in your own ground, and then they they show how good they are. And I think that shows great character. And you speak to Darren Fletcher, you speak to Wes Brown about that day, and they were just like, we could not get near him. And and for that level of European football, the top top level, Man United were a good team then. But for, to have someone that's so dominant in that game, it's just that impresses me even more. Looking back and and looking at it as a as more of a and from an analytical perspective, so good. The, the thing is, is that. Uh, you know, reading off from his Wikipedia page and, and, and realising again of all those awards that he won and the, and the trophies and stuff. I don't know. I, I, there's something about him for me that I, I, I've never, I never considered him to be the very top, top level for me. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because, again, it might be, I think we've mentioned this on, on previous uh, podcasts where, you know, you look at the length of time that he did it for maybe. And then you look at that move that we mentioned in 2009 mm. when he went from Milan where he arguably played his best football to Madrid and that was meant to be like the you know the, the hallowed great move and at the time they were building that team with so many great players and with Jose Mourinho oh here we go so it's Jose's fault it's all Jose's fault poor old Kaká was fine before he played under Jose Mourinho no I think the big thing with Kaká was all his game is, was quite geared to pace the reason why he was so good because he had that little bit of acceleration that burst of pace and again being tall being athletic that gave him a big edge on the dribble that he have that little yard of pace to either go past someone or knock a ball in, draw them in, and then go again. And I think that losing that is big. Yeah, but it was also sort of like that second stage of the Galacticos, wasn't it? They yeah. had the first period. It was like you know when you had S Club Seven, but then you had S Club Juniors. You just you just know going into it, it's never going to be as successful. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, know, you make a fair point. You do make a fair point. I think you know you've got Kaka, you've got Ronaldo. Yeah. Can you fit all these players in? You know, we talk a lot about balance in European football and Makaleli was a big reason why the Galacticos worked. Um, they had no balance in that side. It was a bit of a mess. 
Um, who was part two? It was like uh, Rubinho. 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 Yeah. Well, that, that you know that Boys. was a failed transfer within its own self. So yeah. it was, I think yeah. they they got the policy all wrong. Yeah. And, and it, f- it felt like on. a second, like a you know, tr- like you say, well, trying to replace that initial kind of galactic, and it never quite clicked because mm. I think it was more about like. Again, you know, to, to, it was more like collecting Pokemon at the yeah. time on it, and it was like let's just get as many as we can, as many as we can get and get see the if it works. Off. Yeah, and it just didn't, unfortunately. But my argument would be, if he was that much of a, you know, generational talent, should he have just been able to? Well, maybe- injuries as well. Like injuries, injuries finish players' careers off, and Kaká. That's what happened to Kaká. He was injured for a, 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 quite a lot of his Real Madrid career. And as well, I think AC Milan got a very good deal. They sold him at completely the right time. Like, if you're looking at a club's in terms of the success that Kaká brought Milan, like he really turned them back into a dominant force. Like, he was part of that team that they were a good team, but he was the real sort of cherry on top. That you think the, the final against Liverpool that they lost in Istanbul, like, he carried them through that tournament. And then, you know, two years later in the 2006-2007 tournament, he was unbelievable. Mm. He was really unbelievable. It was almost like he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder that he wanted to go through. And I think the diversity of the goals that he scored in that tournament, the long-range strikes, the, the mazy dribbles through people, he really carried that side. And I think that's something that we've got to look at in terms of, you know, from both a, a level of when AC Milan sold and what they got for, with yeah. him. It, I, arguably, the perfect bit of business for them. I'm just thinking, throwing it forward to the ratings later, he did actually lose a final to a team that would have had Jimmy Choyori in him. That you know, Ooh. you make you make these points, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna be drawn into this rubbish. I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna that's bring just, that's just that's just fact. Yeah, but you've got just at least five points knocked off for that alone, and it surely. Yeah. Um, Dave, I believe you've got a, a a lovely quote that summarizes the beautiful caca, as you would say. The beautiful caca, <laughs> as I would say. Yeah. So yeah, I do actually have a quote. Will, thanks for uh, thanks for asking me. No worries, mate. Yeah, big caca fan here. It seems like you two are haters, and I've just got to defend it. And you know what? Another man that's going to come along and defend him, well, Andre Pirlo. Do you think Pirlo is a good midfielder? Think he can judge players? Because I certainly do. Uh, For two or three years, he was the best player in the world. There was a point when teams just had no ideas how to stop him. You see, I was going to say who said that, Pirlo or that man, Dave? (laughs) It could have been either. No. you know, obviously played alongside him, not going to dispute that. But again, I'm going to go back to the longevity thing. For a year or two, he was probably one of the best players in the world. But I don't know. I'm not, I was never fully convinced on him. I'm, I'm but is this not the same sort of time period as well when we've another man that's featured on this podcast? Um, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. We get we get these weird problems. Our brains are now ruined by Ronaldo yeah, Messi. Yeah, keep right, going Dave. back to this point. No, you're right. Though. Because of the consistency of those guys, we forget that there was players that were unbelievable for a year, two, three years. Yeah, and that was that fine. Was that was all right. That was fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like to, to, to have the, you know, to, to develop how Kaka developed in that period and how he improved AC Milan, Carlo Ancelotti, in terms of how he moved that team on, you know, from that Liverpool final where they're very much a diamond to the Christmas tree. You know, what a, what a way to that describe a football excited, formation. It? it gets me really excited. Carlo Ancelotti talking about using Kaká in a, in a sort of false position, Seydorf and Kaká playing behind Inzaghi. Right. And developing it in a way where defensively they're very, very solid. They defended in a 4-1-1. Kaká sitting behind Inzaghi. Stay with me, Will. No, I'm just trying to picture Then the Seydorf would move from that left-wing position to an attacking midfield position when Milan had the ball. Does this still keep the integrity of the tree? 
it, uh, the, the tree is just about integral. Right, okay. But what it meant from Kaká was he played a little bit deeper, but could also move into the, the striking position. And that led to him being so dominant in Europe. 10 goals and 3 assists in 13 games. Yeah. Do you know what, well, goal, th- every single game. You're thinking, just play it over the top, past 6. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking like Christmas tree, but with nothing in the middle. <laughs> just sort of angel on the top. All the way down the bottom, straight to the present. Well, there was an angel up top, and that was Inzaghi. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, that's brilliant! And the final, the final against Liverpool. Yeah, similar to the you know the first final against Liverpool where Kaká opened up. Is that um, the um, one that he puts a sick ball into Crespo? Inzaghi, Crespo. Inzaghi. Inzaghi. Yeah, for the second final. Second final. The first one's Crespo. Second finals to Inzaghi. Right. Opens up the scoring. Great ball. And I think that's the quality of Kaká, that not only did he impact it from a goal-scoring perspective that season in the Champions League, yeah. but again, a playmaker. And a playmaker in a sense of, we're not talking like a player that's going to dominate the ball deep. We're talking in the final third, a playmaker. And I think that's where the top, top level are. When you've got a playmaker that impacts everything going forward, yeah. that's when you know this is the guy. You're, you're sat on the fence a bit here, Will. No, I was just going to say to you, I, I, and I think I'll respond after that, but it says here, do we miss players like Kaká in the modern game? But I also wanted to put a twist on that as do we miss we, we spoke about Ronaldinho and I sort of in a weird way missed that sort of three year peak and then the drop off and I don't know if that's because I'm sick of having Messi and Ronaldo in a weird way Yeah, yeah there's a bit of mystique about it isn't there yeah 100% but you, you saying that you'd quite like a player to be unbelievable for three years and then you he just drops off suddenly and you go that's brilliant I love that I, I, I <laughs> that's the sort of player that I'm I like too used to watching like YouTube videos where it's the rise and the fall of Kaka <laughs> yeah it's almost like you, you want to see the fall yeah, you yeah. know what I mean you, you, you miss that kind of complete dip after three years of greatness no I know what you mean but you know I think we've mentioned it previously as well that you, maybe sometimes with some players that can actually be beneficial and, and you can look back with more fondness than you have these three unbelievable years and it doesn't really matter how it, how it ends because you look back on those three years mm. and that's what you judge them from and I think that if we're going to judge Kaká as an iconic 21st century player we have to kind of ignore that bit at the end really do, do you know what I mean it's the, we have to look at it just purely from if we're, going, if we're going to judge him as being one of the top players which obviously Dave you're arguing he, he is we've got to look at that AC Milan period I don't even think we can really count the, the Real Madrid years really no it, you, you know but is it, Dave is it to and obviously we, we celebrate Kaká and we'll, we'll keep doing that for this podcast but is he is he benefiting from the team that he was part of because he went to Real Madrid he hasn't got a Gattuso around him he hasn't got a Seydorf around him now he's got a you know a plucky little Thomas Gravison. I don't know. If Again, he back to that quote. Him. You know, no one had an idea how to stop him from Pirlo. Yeah, and I, I mentioned like, I've spoke, in Pirlo's interest to say that. Sort I've of spoken to players that played in that Man United team, and they yeah. say the same thing. They didn't know what to do. Too fast, too skillful, too strong, too technically good. Could go either way. And you, I take you back to that semi-final. The way that he opened up Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. The way you know we, we we all remember that second goal, but the first goal was just so calm in front of goal. Like as a, as being there as a Man United fan, I knew that it was a goal. Into the box, I knew it's a goal. I knew as soon as he flicks the ball over the two United defenders and they run into each other, that he scored. Even before he's taken it, I think that in a way shows greatness. You know, you know when Messi and Ronaldo are clean through, you know that's going to probably be a goal. That's yeah, a goal. Yeah. It's, it had the same the same thing with Kaká that he was at such a level and was playing at such a you know in such confidence and full flow that you just knew in the penalty area oh, he scored here. Yeah. Well, just to sort of touch on. Um you know, away from the pitch a little bit because that's something that we do. That's what, oh, that's mine and yours, bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, but that is something which, you know, if you look at iconic players, you can't just look at the what they do on the pitch, and especially 21st century when we really saw the uptake of yeah, yeah. endorsements and sponsorship deals and stuff like that. He always seemed quite 
like reserved any as well. It wasn't any of the shenanigans that we got from maybe you know people we've spoke about previously on podcasts, like the Ronaldinho or yeah. other you know um, uh, players around. Wasn't on a money grab, sort of. Yeah, I mean, obviously he did have his fair share of endorsements, didn't he? Still, you know, and, yeah. and he did. You know, he did. He was on the front of you know FIFA's and whatever else. But I mean, I, I don't really know much about him as a person. No, well, even like that stuff he did down at Hackney with the the five side stuff. I think I just thought he just came across like a really nice guy yeah but I think he does a lot of charity work and I think that's something that we don't champion players for because it doesn't sell papers does it, yeah. it so if you're talking about someone's good charity work it doesn't sell papers what sells mm. papers is a scandal about Ronaldinho going on the going on the, the smash for two days <laughs> and I think that's something that we are I'm intrigued we're almost at fault for in our culture oh, that so we, it's my fault yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. it's your fault for not celebrating Kaká and his charity work <laughs> You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're going to take a little ad break. We'll be back after this. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We will do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do I? your voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello. I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. Acast recommends podcasts we love. If you are looking for a brand new true crime podcast, listen to The Making of a Detective, brought to you by the Irish Sun. The series is out right now and focuses on many of Ireland's most notorious cases and the man who once solved them. In episode one, Pat Murray's story begins with the historic 2007 conviction of the murderer Joe O'Reilly. Put his thumb up and he's going to see a Pat like, you know, as if to say, F you, you can't get me. Follow along as we share the dramatic details of each case. Download The Making of a Detective. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the critically acclaimed West Cork and the one you're listening to right now. A little game that I thought we might have a little little play. The numbers game. Oh, it's called um, Dave's eyes lit up. I know, yeah. I do like a good shirt. If, number if I name. beat you, you have to cha- depole your middle name to Kaka. Okay, that's fine. What? I was going to do it. Anyway. He's got to change his name to Kaka. Middle name. No, no, no. So I said I was going to call my first son Kaka. So basically, yeah, we're going to we're going to look at his squad numbers because obviously, certain you know, certain players straight away. Got you. I can name you a player, and you go, oh, number. Yeah. You know, twenty-two. Okay, don't have to dive in yet. Well, I just, yeah, I just wanted to put a mark out there, Dave. Dave, yeah, numbers is your game, but I'm sort of here to play as well. Yeah, fine, okay. okay. So we're going to go through the different stages of Kaka's career, and you got to tell me what shirt number he wore. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know who we're going <laughs> to. I'm stuck after 22. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, okay, <laughs> he went early. Uh, right, we're going to start his first club, Sao Paulo. 
17. This is going to be the hard, hardest one, I think, because this is probably before he came to true prominence. But right. right. So what we'll do, I'll alternate. So first of all, Will, okay, for sorry, this one, yeah, you can go first on this okay. one. 17? You're going for 17. Dave, what are you going for? Well, stop pretending oh. you know the answer. <laughs> 21. Number eight. Oh, so you've all probably. obvious. See what I mean? Not iconic. Uh, <laughs> that's where he played. That's a traditional right. number eight. Okay, next. He obviously went to AC Milan then. Dave, you can go first on this. 22. 22? It was 22. It was 22. I said it first. So I, yeah. You both get a point. Because like, like to be fair, I mean, before we even started the game, Will, you, ju- you just yeah, said, sorry, the, mate. You just said the number 22. Yeah. But you did mean it for that, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. That okay. Uh, next up, then he went to Real Madrid for that massive transfer fee that we said. Uh, Will, you're up first on this one, mate. What are you saying? What squad number? You're picturing the kit, aren't you? Yeah. What are you saying? Um, I'm going to go for eight. What you saying? Eight. No, are you, are you, what, I, I knew it was eight. Don't mess about. Don't mess about. It was eight. It was eight. It was eight. Was eight. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, then, obviously, he went back to AC Milan, didn't he? If you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Question is, was the 22 shirt available? I think if you've got anything about you as a marketing department, especially in that age, it's got to be but 22. sometimes you have those players, that you've got to talk them out of giving up their shirt number. If he, if he signed for Birmingham, he couldn't actually have 22 because it's retired. Well, there you go. <laughs> How mad's that? We well, can't bring it out of retirement, can they either? No, until we win the Champions League. Retired for a 16-year-old. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Dave, we'll come to you on this one, mate. He went back to AC Milan after the, uh, I'm not going to say ill-fated Madrid stint, because he did all right, he didn't he? You see, I don't think he went back with 22. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with number eight. What are you saying, Will? I'll go 22. It was 22. Yeah. Idiot. I tried to throw, throw a few red herrings there going, oh, was the 22 available? Nice. Oh, was there anyone here to kick you out got, the 22 you, shirt? You absolutely played I, you. It's not, just, I've got a picture of him in number eight for Milan. So yeah, it's, it's a fraudulent. Fake news, pal. Boys, Maybe a, a little game after he retired. It ain't. <laughs> a testimonial. Yeah. It ain't over yet. Oh, then no. he went to Sao Paulo. He went back to Sao Paulo, back, back to his roots, back to his original club. Yeah. Um, we're coming to you first, Dave, on this one. 22. Eight. It was eight. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Will, I'll tell you what, you did win that, pal. You won yes. it, so well done. So your early confidence where you just shouted the number 22 <laughs> Sorry, seems, to have, um, yeah, seems to be justified. There you go, that's the numbers game. Love that. Um, well, that was an iconic game. Let's go to the iconic moment, gents. When I say Kaka, you say... How high? Go on. No? Um... You're right. You're yeah. in a daze, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just gutted. Um, no, I think that, that United performance, we've already spoke about that. I think in the final against Liverpool as well, superb in both finals. That first half when Liverpool were getting absolutely thumped, when Milan were 3-0 up, it was, Kakao was running absolute riot. And obviously Benitez changed his tactics and system to deal with him, which I think is credit to Kakao. But no, I think either of those final performances, the semi-final against Manchester United, that was like peak Kakao for me. What about you? I'd, I'd probably agree with Dave. I'd say that semi-final performance was for me as a to, to see as a standalone performance that springs to mind for him. Mm-hmm. That it's got to be that for me. Just to, and that was one of the probably the, the, the only times when I thought, oh, I get the hype now. Yeah, which uh, sounds a bit disrespectful to Kaka, but do you know what I mean? I'd, I, he's one of them players that I heard a lot more about. Yeah, for years and years, and I always kind of felt like I was waiting for him to deliver. And then when you saw that, you're like, oh yeah, oh, that's he's finally it done it against the English team. We fall into that trap a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't even that. It wasn't yeah. like can he do it on a Monday night in Stoke? Yeah. It wasn't that. <laughs> Which he probably couldn't. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, no, it, for me, it was you like think, uh, Danny Higginbottom against Kakat. You think there's Danny Higginbottom's coming up on top? Ryan Shawcross in there. 
Can I tell a quick Danny Higginbottom story? Uh, look, mate, if you're quick, is and it it's Kaka about Kaka. Is it 90s? Uh, no, it's right, uh, I was at uni, I was doing my uh, degree, and I was doing a little radio documentary for, for my final major project, and I've managed to secure Danny Higginbottom, which, it, as you can imagine... Big, big squeeze. shivers around the campus. I bet the student union was yeah, yeah. bouncing. And uh, my mate gave me his number, and he was like, yeah, I'll do it. So I had to book out a studio, um, and then rang him at six, five past six. 10 past 6 quarter past rang him for about an hour and she didn't pick up I no. was just sat in that studio all alone and didn't speak to Danny Hickenbottom so you failed yeah how, how are you here so <laughs> it's surely that, that should be it that's you well, out yeah, of, that's out the, the rise and fall of Will Brazier yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kaka um, yeah, yeah, what yeah. a player <laughs> um, what I was going to say about Kaka I think we are very lucky that we grew up with a generation of ITV on a Tuesday Wednesday night for Champions League mm. football terrestrial TV Champions Prime. League Prime I mean, how lucky were we? No, you're right. Actually, um, that we we got to actually see him a lot more than 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 some players that you know you might not get if you if you can't afford to to do that you can, you get a chance to watch Champions League now. There's a lot of players that can just kind of go under the radar, and sometimes it's more about hype than actually seeing the player doing what they can actually do. Which I felt out like about Kaká for a long time until you see those performances. Which I don't know. I mean, he had that like we said that year or two where he, he had that consistency. But for me, sometimes it just felt like it was. Switched it on and off when he felt like Probably it. Probably watching the wrong game, weren't you? Yeah. Probably watching Inter Milan, not AC oh, Milan. Damn, that's what it was. <laughs> right, gents, we've now come to um, what is fastly becoming one of the most controversial segments of the show. I, I think I'm fair with my assessment and, and judgment. I just want you to both take this more he, he just seriously. Dis- he, Dave's trying to distance himself from me and you here. Ah, absolutely. Going, I'm, I'm, I'm right. going to sit on the other side of the sofa. He's like, I have my own score. Like, putting us under but the yeah. bus. There's, there's many, I mean, Dave, you do it on your own channel. There's many great pundits and analysts out there who will analyse the player for his on-pitch performance. But we ain't all about that. <laughs> um, we're about much more than that. And that's why we have our three different segments, our three different categories. So starting off with, would we like to go for a pint with him? Um, and what I would say, just to maybe sway your argument, very, very, very good English. Um, Comparison to my Portuguese. Would I like to go for a pint with him? No, I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say no, but I won't be jumping at the I've at texted the you, and I've gone, add, I can't make it tonight, but will you go to down Jimmy's with, for a pint with Kaka? And so, well, I'd say, well, is he expecting you, or does he know it's going to be me? I said, I've told him it's you. <laughs> and he's, he's happy with that? He's, he's fine with that. Yeah. All right, he's okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say no, because it makes me look like I've got something against him then, don't Right, it? so we've got at least a five out of ten. That, yeah, I mean, we're straight in there with a the five. Would I, I'd quite like to chat to him about his career. I'd be, I think it'd be quite intriguing to see. I don't know if I'd be a, 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 a good laugh. I could be wrong, but no, I don't no, know no. if there's many. I don't know about what his anecdotes are like. Uh, are you going to find out? Think? Oh, the only one way to find out, isn't it? But what do you reckon? I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm not like jumping out with my. I'd be more intrigued to go for a pint with Stephen Kelly. You know, because yeah. he played for Blues. He's probably got a bit more stories that I'd be <laughs> That's after. Unbelievable. Do, but do you know what I mean? It's because it's me. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, because you've got more of a association with with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe let's start on a positive, Dave. What would you like to do? Is it? A well, look, I'd like to go and talk about his World Cup win, his Champions League win, his Ballon d'Or win. Cup. I forgot about all that. He's World like, Cup There's quite a lot to, I'd like to talk to Kaka about, on. you know, from humble <laughs> beginnings Dave, to on. how he keeps himself to fair, down to his good charity work. Look, I'd love to speak to him. Just, I'd love to say, look, Kaka, best player I've ever seen at Old Trafford for the away team, mate. That, congrats, there's the award. Statman Dave's, you know, a bit of approval there, Kaka. Congratulations, you've done the lot. 
62 games in the yeah. Champions League, 25 goals, 14 assists, yeah, yeah. unbelievable record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you and good night. 10 out of 10 from me, Jeff. I mean, to be fair, I was worrying about who <laughs> expected me or you, and <laughs> there's a yeah. lot we could probably talk about. With but him. just on the World Cup thing, it was in 2002, and he only made a substitute appearance against Costa Rica. Oh, was he in the squad? Yeah, he was in the squad. Yeah, so he's got great stories. Imagine what about being the on the party. bench. Ooh. Imagine what he could tell about the right. party. Let's yeah, get maybe to he, maybe he went to he went to bed at twelve o'clock. Maybe he was in in bed, tucked in the bed before Ronaldinho really got the party. But he could hear the music through the wall. That's yeah, a one point. Exactly. Right, Dave, what are you going for? I'm going ten. Ten for Dave. Ten. What are you going for? Um, six. Six. I'm at you at six. Five aside. We now we've oh. seen he can actually do it. Yep, he can turn up. Unselfish. Puts on a bit of magic. But yep. Not too much magic. What are we going for? I mean, I think he'd be a great five side. I think, do you know what? We've obviously criticised players in the past for being like ball hoggers and they wouldn't pass and, you know, does it just, you know, justify you paying a fiver to play? Um, I think he'd be a great player. Has he got the engine? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say an eight. Stat man. Yeah, I think that's a fair a fair score. I think, he, you know, maybe sometimes he'd hold on to the ball a little bit too long, but he can see the pass. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd say about an eight. I'll go for an eight as well. I'm going to go for an eight. Uh, my workings out are... I don't. He was number eight at... Real Madrid, you've lost that. You've <laughs> lost that game. Um, I don't think he'd go in goal, and I think he'd be like, if you, you know, you were, if you went on a little bit hard on him, he'd go, "Come on." Yeah, yeah he like, would. Yeah, he'd give you the look when he just. Yeah. Have, like, I'm, I'm yeah. playing properly, are you? So that's an eight from me. Yeah. Iconic player, iconic moments. What are we saying, Dave? Ten. The last player to win the Ballon d'Or before Messi and Ronaldo. I think that is a statement in its own right. Um, the thing is, I think that. Even though I might not have come across as being his biggest fan in in this podcast, and that's fine. Um, I, I do think that from an iconic kind of perspective, yeah, I do think he's probably right up there because I, I think of that era. There was no when you think about the great players in the world, yeah. straight away he springs to mind, mm. and I think that he did achieve so much. Actually, I think that he probably won a lot more than people realise, yeah. especially those individual awards. I want to say, I'm gonna go for a nine. Nine, okay. Yeah, because I do think he's going to... And I think he will stand the test of time as well, moving forward. Go on, Will. I'm going to tape. You've got to do that before you think. <laughs> he's looking. It's me smoking a pipe for anyone that's listening. Uh, so, I've got a jacket on. He's just to be very cultured hmm. before he gives his... Uh, gives his and now I'm going to give a terrible score for Kaka. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I can give him the World Cup victory as a full 10. The 2002? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Played very well against Costa Rica. Uh, not the P. I'll go eight. Let me just do the sums. Talk amongst yourselves. I think he's done all right there. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's done. I think all he's right. done very well. I think on the uh, he's done. I think he's done, do, done quite well on the legendary status. I think it's just the, the beers that have let him down. Um, Kaka out of ninety scores. 75. Oh, that's a good very score. good score. Good score. Respectable. Mm. Respectable score. A very good score, considering some of the harsh critiques other players have. That is a really good score. Uh, gents, Kaka, for me, Ad, I think we're in the sort of similar boat where reminiscing about him, sort of taking him up a notch from where he was in my head. Yeah, I definitely. Do you know what, actually? Um, I didn't think I was going to be as positive about him in this podcast as I have been. And Dave, has your love just grown even stronger for him? Yeah, I feel more connected to him now because I, I realise there's some haters around. I've oh. got to defend my man from now on. So number 22 for AC Milan, number 8 for Real Madrid. I'll remember those for the rest of my life. He's still, he's still smarting, isn't he, over that? 
You should have gone like hate in Africa. Stop it. And there we have it, gents. That's the end of today's Kakar episode. Dave's love goes stronger and he's got some newfound fans in me and Ad. If you'd like to listen to other episodes, find us at 21st Century Football on all your favourite podcast device. We're also on social media and, of course, on YouTube. If you'd like to listen to another podcast, uh, go over to the Footballer Book Club um, instead of reviewing great literature, they review footballers' autobiographies. Uh, this week, they are listening to Meza Ozil's Gunning for Greatness. Gelson Kirken started. A bit, bit of a stint in Madrid, bit of a stint in London. Great career. It's their podcast, not yours. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. It sound right, boy. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.